Hey, this is Steve Hill, and this is the podcast, Stuff with Steve. And sitting across from me is John Krill, and we're going to talk about, what are we talking about, John? Biblical community. Biblical community. Yes. And I think that's a great topic because during this COVID yeah. um, season we've just come out of, mm. I have sensed a lot of people are have did not experience community mm. and isolated themselves. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's important that we talk about community and not uh, being negative about the whole COVID thing, but mm-hmm. just the sense of how important it is right. that we be in, in community. Yeah. Right. So when you hear the word community, what do you think of? Yeah. Uh, community is a you know broad definition. There's, there's a lot of things that go into it and the Bible's full of a lot of community, right? I feel like whenever you read this book and open up, it's all about community, Jesus and his disciples, uh, Old Testament Israel, um, all the everything disciples later on after Jesus left churches. It's all about people gathering together over and over and over. It was there's not much isolation in here. Mm-hmm. Everyone's there seems to be always people around you. There's never times of that. And I think like you're saying in uh, COVID, I think a lot of people uh, might have fell into the trap, unfortunately, of just not being able to get out and see people, and sure. it's not God's design for us i think mm-hmm. and uh yeah but how, how would you uh define community if if you had to oh gosh you know in english we use that word like my my community the group that i belong to mm. and i think if you live in a small town you consider the whole town your community mm. right right or there are neighborhood community groups mm. so sometimes it's based on geography but i think for the christian mm. it's that i have a spiritual friendship with others maybe right. that's how i would say it yeah and so i have a common connection uh, with Jesus, you know, we're all united into the body of Christ. And so I I need relationships. Yep. And we I think we call that community. And probably yeah. the biblical word, would you say, is that gets translated this way is fellowship. Fellowship. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So when you think about fellowship, what, what comes to your mind? Yeah, well, I mean, there's, there's a passage, I think, uh, both of us know that I think share what fellowship is uh, quite a bit. So Why don't you uh, read that? I'm, I'm going to read that and give yeah. us a good what, little what starter. Is it? It's Acts 2 uh, verses 42 through 47, kind of the pinnacle of what churches should represent in community. And it says this, and they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers and awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any who had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and the breaking of bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to their number day by day to those who are being saved. Packed passage, lots there. Yeah, hey, what's uh, give the context of that? What's what's happening for that to happen in the, in Acts chapter two? Yeah, I mean Jesus uh, just gave the promise of the Holy Spirit upon all the apostles, and you know he he was leaving and, and gave him this gift, and so now there's this revival starting, and now Peter did a sermon at Pentecost and saved. 
thousands and thousands of believers. Now there's new people. And now mm-hmm. since they have all this new people coming together, now what do you do, right? Like where's the next step? And kind of there's this declaration of, hey, this is what church needs to look like for all these new believers. So it's this kind of small doctrine of, hey, this is their seven points of what to do almost. Yeah, it's kind of like a, uh, maybe not a definition, but a description. Description, yeah. Yeah, a description yeah. Of, of how community at least worked in the first century. Yeah. We might, we may not meet every day, but mm. we're going to meet consistently would be the point, right? Yeah. Probably. And for them, maybe they needed to meet every day because things mm. were so new and maybe they were suffering mm. or being pressured from the outside, right? right. So yeah. they probably needed that every day. Yeah. And I just think there's a lot of meat in that passage mm. about community. I think I think there's a ton. And what what was some of those maybe things that jumped out at you that you say that if this is a Christian community, you need to have this? Well, What's one some... of the things that jumps out to me is the sharing of things. So, mm. and uh, some people would launch from that and say, "Well, that sounds like communism." <laughs> but that's not the point. You know, I think a lot of people had come to Jerusalem for the Feast of Pentecost and mm. got saved and. And they're not going to travel home to Egypt or wherever they were from. So they need to stay a while Mm. to hear the apostles, to get trained, to hear more of the word of God. Mm. And so people needed to pony up and help them. You know, they didn't have Airbnbs back then. Right. So, (laughs) you know, they had to provide for people so they could stay. So but that whole mentality of sharing, hey, I can um, I can be generous and share what I have with Mm. others, even if it's my time or my house or my Mm. stuff. Right. Mm. So that jumps out at me. Yeah. I think that's been an integral part of community. Oh. I grew up in a really small community. Yeah. You know, 24 kids in my graduating class. Oh, really? Yeah. Really small. Super small. But uh, there was certainly a mentality that we share things together. Mm. So if I needed to borrow something from you, I might even go in your garage and get it without asking. You. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of that kind of a uh, environment. Yeah. And I think I love that because it goes back to what you said about how we should be, you know, one tribe, maybe one people group. And if we're Christians in the same family, right? It would make sense that, hey, I can go to your garage because we're, aren't we the same thing, right? Like brothers and sisters, right? So that means I can go to your house today, Steve, and take uh, your top ramen, right? Absolutely. You know what I call that? Refrigerator rights. <laughs> refrigerator so, rights. Do you ever watch Seinfeld? Uh, I have, yeah. Yeah. So Kramer comes in, he has refrigerator rights, right? <laughs> just just <laughs> opens Jerry Seinfeld's refrigerator. So I tell people yeah. in my small group, that my community group, we call it community group. Oh, smart. Very smart. And they can walk in my house without knocking. Oh, they just sweet. walk in. That's good. Yeah, that's All good. That. And they can just open the refrigerator. I don't mm. care. They <laughs> I don't make care. a ham sandwich. <laughs> or they grab the creamer for the coffee because they know where it's at. <laughs> or they grab the sugar in the cupboards. You know, everybody mm. knows where stuff is. Right. It's just, open door policy with all that mm. doesn't that sound like a great community absolutely yeah, yeah it should be and it should be like that everywhere i hope right that'd be the yeah. dream to cultivate that kind of community um it takes some time mm-hmm. but uh and just going back to the start of this what? oh sorry oh no go or just start this it says that they were devoted themselves mm-hmm. and now at western seminary this is where they they took the root devoted and that's how we got church membership is basically that word launches into it mm-hmm. uh would you describe church membership as uh, that next step of being devoted to one another to be a Christian community? Oh, I think I, I actually kind of like the church membership thing. And here's why, because yeah. I like I like it when people make commitments mm. and follow through. Mm. I think we grow when we follow through on our commitments. Mm. So when we hmm. make a commitment to a church, not the organization, mm. but to the people of the church, yeah. And we're devoted to others, devoted yep. to God, devoted to others. I think we grow from that. Mm. And I think it's just healthy to make that commitment. 
Yeah. And that's why I like that word membership. In mm. fact, Paul uses in First Corinthians 12, right? There are one body, many members. Mm. Mm. You know, I don't think that was, you know, that's something for us to think about, right? The, <laughs> You're right. Yeah, the term membership. But yeah, what do you think? Because that term devoted, I like that that commitment part. Oh, absolutely. And I think, I think true community um, can be built if you're devoted towards each other, right? You can't be flaky. You can't be... Um, being isolated or be inconsistent. If you're not devoted, it's hard to build family, right? Mm-hmm. That's why uh, one of our the youth things we do is we go in summer camps because that devotedness mm-hmm. for you know seven days straight, for better or worse, creates a really close community. Whether you like them or not, right? Like you're mm-hmm. gonna be close. And same thing with family. And so I think starting that way was intentional. Probably would you say it's a good starting point? Oh, you have absolutely. to be devoted. Yeah, I think you have to be committed, devoted to right. to the Lord and devoted to others. Yeah. Great. And yeah. then in that, uh, there's a couple things that are listed here of things to do once you're in community, once you're devoted, once mm-hmm. you've committed to maybe a small group or a church. And, uh, you know, there's breaking bread, teaching, prayer. Would you say those should be practiced every time you meet or how, how would you kind of prioritize those in Christian community? I think those things should be practiced consistently. Consistently. Yeah, consistently. Yeah. So. Uh, and they can be practiced in various ways. Mm. Like we can pray for other people that mm-hmm. at any time yeah. we um, uh, meet with people. Yeah. If something comes up, you say, hey, let's pray about that. Mm. And the breaking of bread, you know, that could be a term to taking communion or it could mm. be just simply the act of eating together, mm. which I think is very important mm. in life. So yeah. I had a professor once tell me that. Eating together with other people is the second most intimate thing you can do. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It's quite so true. The, yeah, quite the true. most intimate se- sexual intimacy, but yeah. eating together, there's right. the, that draws people close. Mm, mm, yeah. So I think that breaking of bread, um, I think that's I think those things are important. Right. Yeah. yeah. And if, you you're a youth pastor. Yep. So I was up there the other day mm-hmm. as you were doing youth group. And I saw that you had pizza. Pizza. <laughs> pizza and donuts. Yeah. So you had the breaking of bread. Yeah. Sort of. I don't call it bread anymore. I don't know. Yeah, Artificial um, sugar. Yeah. <laughs> but there's just something about eating together, right? Yeah. Yeah. It brings you together and it brings you, I mean, this dialogue, there's closeness, like you're saying, the intimacies. I think it's, you know, super important. And I think as a new Christian, when I became Christian, the reason why I stayed at the church I was staying at is because they said, hey, every every second service we offer food afterwards, so please stay. So I, I stayed because they had opportunity for me to get free food. And then in light of that, I met a lot of people, right? So it's a smart, intelligent way to cultivate community. Okay, so you made your initial commitment based upon free food. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still a college student. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. Totally. To this day, it's the same. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I, I uh, have a question for you. So yeah. uh, if people are searching for biblical mm. community, what are some of the obstacles mm. to that? Mm. Yeah, well, I think going back to start, I think we have to talk about people don't have time, right? And people say that they're too busy, they don't have time to meet to Wednesday, to whatever nights they can. And I think it goes back to the devotedness. That's probably one of the one of the barriers. Two another barriers, maybe people are looking for the perfect group, right? Or, or the perfect mm-hmm. match right. of, of people. And so, so if they don't fit well, uh, how can they really be my family? It's probably another big one I see, at least from people I experience from. But... Uh, what do you see? Because you've been in church for at least, was it three years now? What is it? Yeah, yeah, 30 plus. <laughs> 30 yeah. years, yeah. Uh, so, I, yeah, it's a good question. So, um, 
during all of our married life, we've been part of a community group, mm. a small group of people who meet on a regular basis. Mm. And some of those folks in my in our original group right after we got married, we still stay in touch with. Mm. I mean, mm. one of them called me the other day. Mm. And sometimes they um, just send us messages. Mm. Still to this day, that's pretty cool. Isn't that 30 that's amazing. Some years later. Yeah. And... And so I think in those groups, what can happen is there's a mutual sharpening of one another. Mm. In my current community group, we have 14 people, 10 of which had never been in a group mm. or weren't in a group at the time. Some of them never have been. And so it's really gelled together. And I think one reason is people are just hungry for relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so uh, we meet for 15 minutes, drink some coffee and chit chat. And then mm. I sit people in a circle or encircle my living room mm. and we read scripture and we talk about some discussion questions is mm. what we do. Mm. And then we pray for each other. Yeah. Sometimes we, we eat together and do mm. those and do those other things. Uh, in the middle of one of my groups recently, somebody said, I just struggle with, um, Feeling like God really loves me. I mean, mm. basically said that. Yeah. Another person, oh, I want to tell you about that. <laughs> so I don't have to say a word. Right. Uh, as the leader of the group, I got yeah. other people who want to chime in. And then yeah. one of them said, you know, let, let's, I heard him say privately, he goes, uh, hey, let's get together. I just want to talk to you and get to know you better. And mm. you can't get any better than that. No. I, I don't think it can be. No. Relationships can be powerful. Mm. They can powerfully impact people. You are not impacted at a distance. You're impacted up close. Yeah. You're yeah. impressed by people at a distance. Mm. We don't want distance in, uh, impressions. We want up close, personal, spiritual mm. impact in people's mm. lives. And I think that's what the community thing provides. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So for Absolutely. 30 plus years, we've been in a small group continually. Mm. It's rare that I can't think of a time we weren't. So, so for someone who uh, is not attending a small group and doesn't have a consistent community, would you encourage them strongly then? To... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I think it's one of the best things you can do. Oh, right. Yeah. Because yeah. the growth and even going back to my first church experience, uh, it was a Baptist church and I, uh, you know, I didn't know anything about yeah. churches. I don't know what Baptist even meant. Right. I still don't know what it means. <laughs> no. And, and in that I, I stayed. One of the main reasons I stayed, even though, you know, I was a little, a little older, a little hymnal, a little, you know, not my preference, but the community was fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. There's always 12 people after church invited me intentionally, kind of like you're talking about mm -hmm. your leaders intentionally pouring into others. They always invite me, Hey, do you want to go play basketball after? Hey, you want to do this. And so I stayed there and I still in touch with them. You know, this is now 12 or I've been a Christian for 11 years now. Mm. I still in touch with them because they had intentional community. So um, it's changed my life drastically. And, you know, that's how important it is for sure. So you got saved in a Baptist church. Yeah. And I know which one you got saved in. It seems like a lot of churches yeah. have this thing called the fellowship hall. Did they have something called the fellowship room or the fellowship hall? And it usually was the place where people brought food and had a big potluck. Right, right. No, they didn't. They didn't call it that. But it, I, I know you're talking about. They had a, they had a place where people brought food. Yes. Yeah. So, growing up, I thought the word fellowship meant potluck dinners, and uh, I had to eat. I had to eat. You know. Little time. You know, Mrs. Smith's bad lasagna. Yeah. You know, you know, my parents say we you got to go. And you have to try everything, you right? You have to try stuff, right? Like, oh, <laughs> you know, it's gonna be bad. It's but, gonna be bad. So I associated with just potlucks. Mm. I had no concept of the relational aspect of that. Mm. But I think that's gone away a little bit in churches for a good, good reason. Yeah. I mean, we need to have fellowship. Yeah. But we don't want to equate it with 
potlucks after church. Just and just I food. mean, just yeah. make it that narrow. Right. That can be part of it. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm all for having dinners together. <laughs> right. <laughs> all, yeah. all, all the time. So in, in light of this, you know, if this is what our prescription is or description, whatever you want to call it, um, we're in a world that's more connected than it's ever been with technology, TikTok, mm-hmm. Instagram, Facebook, Zoom, whatever you want to call it. Yet, I feel like we're now in a society, an era where we're the most isolated we've ever been. Uh, what would you uh, maybe say or try, try to speak wisdom into how we can get people back to being rooted and together instead of this individualistic society that we've kind of created? That's a great question. Yeah. I'm not sure I have a great answer. <laughs> but one of the things I think of is that it takes people like you and mm. me and others mm. to make the invitation. Mm. Yeah. Come right. and belong with us. And I think the word yeah. belong is really apropos because mm. often people need to have a sense of belonging before they make spiritual progress in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I would say. Mm. And there are barriers to that. Some people, you know, either time mm. or they're afraid. Right. right. Maybe they feel like they've been burned by relationships. Mm. Something like that or a betrayal of some kind. Hmm. Or they've never experienced it's hard to define true community yeah. so they they don't quite know what right. that is yeah i think that that last thing right there is gonna be key at least key for me like it never experienced in true community uh when i still was a christian i went back to college and i remember that a lot of my roommates um were amazed that i was a christian now right mm-hmm. and invited i started inviting christians over and we started having this dialogue and just uh, getting deeper because I didn't know you had, there's deep talks at all in life until I became a Christian. I'm like, oh, well, people are actually serious. And I was in the living room having conversations, just fellowship. And mm-hmm. I remember we got to a point, we, we had this super deep talk and my roommate joined and he sat in and then he chimed in about 10 minutes later and he said, hey, I never knew people talk this way to each other. Like, I didn't know this was actually what community should be about. And so I think for people who haven't experienced it to try to experience it, I think would could change their life because it seems like when they did this in the Bible, um, it changed their lives just through authentic mm-hmm. community of people caring for one another. But. I'm in two. I think there's a value in being in a smaller group of mm-hmm. 10 to 12, like Jesus, 12 disciples. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm in two of those. I'm in one that meets Thursday nights. I'm in one that meets Wednesday mornings at 6 a.m. with five other guys, six of us total. Mm. And we talk about all kinds of things. Mm. And we it's as simple as this. We read a chapter of Matthew. Mm. And we talk about it, mm. and that leads us in all kinds of directions. Mm. And today, it was all about how do we honor our parents. <laughs> awesome. We usually think of that as you know kids honoring their parents because right. they're unruly. But how does a forty-year-old honor his parents? Right. A pretty significant discussion about that. And somebody mm. said, I don't want to. <laughs> and you laugh. I'm being serious. So we had a great discussion about that, mm. and progress was made. Mm. It was really good. That's amazing. That's good. How many, do you know, do you remember how much one another's there are in the Bible? I think there are 32 different ones. 32 right? different ones. I, I think are somewhere you, I thought that maybe you're setting me up for failure. No, no, no. no. Okay. I, I think there's actually, I think 49 is like how many, but different ones. I think there's only 32. 32 different maybe categories of one right. another's. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy how it seems in the Bible. I mean, this obviously it's loving God and loving others. It seems like our task should be, you know, encourage one another, rebuke one another, love one another, all those things. Um, and I think that can only happen is if you actually meet with other people. Exactly. <laughs> that's the caveat. That's the plot twist. And so I guess someone who has experienced maybe 
bad community or has bad experiences, even a church, mm-hmm. how, how would you uh, go about maybe giving them some wisdom to, to experience the community with those barriers? Sure. And this won't sound spiritual, but if you had a bad experience, yeah. just write it off and say, that group of people sucked <laughs> and I need to try it again. Mm-hmm. I would just say, try it again, I guess is what I'm saying. Do we need to edit that part out? I don't know. No, no, okay, no, yeah. no. That's yeah, good. So, you know, because there are groups that you can, oh, that's not, that didn't fit very well. No. Yeah, try another group. That's, right. that's just try until you find one that right. is the one that you're going to belong to. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was going to this church and it was a, you know, it's a, it a mega church in Portland. And I went to a community group thinking I would find this again when I moved back up there for seminary. And yeah. I get there and uh, the first two guys, welcome me and then they get in this fight and they flip each other off <laughs> the, the first the first couple of minutes I'm like oh uh, maybe this maybe it's not the right fit for me so kind of like you're saying I, I need to check it off and move on instead move of on, yeah. pull out of the group completely because people aren't perfect people aren't perfect yeah and yeah. people do dumb things <laughs> I mean that really sounds dumb yeah but Good. So in this too, there's there's praising, there's different things, and just going back to what we said, the day by day. Mm-hmm. Now, would you do you would you encourage groups if they can to meet um, more than once a week if they have time? Yeah, if they have time, because mm. I have this little theory that what happens in between the meetings mm. is just as important as the meeting itself. Mm. Right. Right. So, so I think that so. Yeah, and things can happen. Mm. Like uh, I have two members of my small group who rallied, and they're helping a single mom uh, do a bunch of work around her house because she can't do it. Mm. Mm. That's awesome. That that, that kind of a thing. So not only does a single mom get help, but those two members of my small group are connecting Mm. over a seven-hour day Mm. doing things together, right? So those those. That's invaluable. Super valuable. So it can be important what happens in between the meetings. Yeah. 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 I think you bring up another, like the, I think the stool method of community or even mm-hmm. life, you know, the inward, outward, upward, you know, scenario right. and that, and that outward serving together, I think draws you probably pretty close. Would you, would you say that, um, if you're in church community that you would, you ought to serve together eventually? Well, I think it's a really good thing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And people just need to. I think one of the mistakes that happens in groups is that they think uh, the church should provide us an easy way to serve. Mm. Uh, okay, I get that. <laughs> but how about you figure it out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And here's what I mean. Uh, it can be as simple as you going down to the Eugene Mission mm-hmm. serving food. Yeah. Or you host a – you pull together everything and do a garage sale, give all the money to yeah. a Ukrainian family here in Eugene. And mm. they'll send it to the relatives in – in Poland or something where they fled to. So I, I think mm. those kinds of things, individual groups need to do their own work. Yeah. Yeah. Figure yeah. it out. That's a good, uh, simple approach, but I like it because, because they do, because they each have their own maybe passions and desires and their own uh, neighborhood that they, there's different needs, right? That, that you won't always know. I don't always know and that they know. And so I think them um, doing some legwork and being devoted, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and doing their own work would be profitable. I think one of the things, John, that is so interesting to me about this passage in Acts is that it looks like to me the strong community that's going on actually is an evangelism strategy because mm. people mm. are drawn to that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. And, and, it, and I think it said in the text that they were, 
They're being added to daily. 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 Yeah. So I think there's power in the community that sometimes we dismiss mm. when it comes to evangelism. Mm. Yeah. I'll give you an example. Mm. A guy was in my small group years ago, mm. and his wife was coming. She's a believer. And uh, finally he came. Mm. And then he kept coming, kept coming. One day he goes, I don't get it. All of you understand this stuff. I do not understand a word of it. <laughs> and here I am, the uh, one of the pastors of the church. Yeah. And before I could say a word, this guy worked at the lumber mill goes, oh, I was there 10 years ago. But let me tell you what happened. And another guy, well, let me tell you my story. I have to say a word. And uh, a few months later, the guy calls me at 6 a.m. Mm. goes, I got it. I got it. <laughs> I got it. He got off his shift and... Uh, he wanted to tell me he got it mm. and that he prayed to receive Christ. And I finally said, I understand. Oh, really? Yeah. So we met for breakfast and mm. yeah, and he was grew from that point. But the point would be that there's power in community to draw people to Christ. Yeah. Because it, it, it is attractional, right? If, if you see people selling their stuff, they're by breaking bread, having Taco Bell, right? But they're teaching devoted and, and they, they're not flaky. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. there's a lure to that. I'm going to go to that, right? And they're actually committed. I remember... God kind of told me in college, I was leading a small group for Campus Crusade for Christ. Mm-hmm. And it was just a, you know, you pick a dorm, you pick that group to share to. And I prayed Acts 2, 47. I called it 24, 7, you know, mm-hmm. pray, praying for Acts because yeah. it's easy to remember. And I was like, God, can you just bring someone new every single day or every single week? And for six weeks. And sure enough, uh, every every week, he just brought a new person, even though, you know, it'd be random texts or someone from like three years ago. Uh, God always brought someone new and they experience the community that was attractional and they stayed um, mm-hmm. all because of that. So I love, I love that verse. And I think God does great things when we live this out biblically, for yeah, sure. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Well, we just need to be on guard to be in community and to invite others to join the community. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Hey, I'm Steve, and thank you for listening to the podcast today with John Krill, the amazing John Krill (laughs) from Portland, Oregon area. I wore my uh, duck thing because he's an Oregon State beaver. Go Beefs. Go Beefs. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, grace and peace be with you.